If you love business podcasts, but sometimes need a break from the serious and instructional tone of most podcasts out there, then you need to check out the Misadventures and Small Business Podcast. Hosted by local business owner Aaron Clark, the Misadventures and Small Business Podcast is a lighthearted show focusing on the fun side of business. Collected from years of experience as a small business owner, Aaron shares funny, entertaining, laugh-out-loud stories that he's personally experienced. The bite-sized episodes are 5 to 15 minutes in length, so you can listen to a full episode on the go, in between meetings, or while you're getting ready in the morning. Listen today on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast, your go-to source for connecting with small businesses and entrepreneurs in the East Valley. Get ready to be inspired by local entrepreneurs as they share their stories, mindset, best tips, and advice. And now, your co-hosts, Dallin and Eric Huso. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers Podcast. This week, we're super excited to be here with Sean McMahon with Zafaris Graphics. How's it going, Sean? Yeah, doing better than I deserve. Got to be on here on this wonderful broadcast with your wonderful group today. So I'm just excited to actually talk about Zafaris Graphics and what we got in store coming up. For sure. No, we're excited to have you. Um, Take a couple of minutes before we really jump into the business and give us just a little bit of a background on your life. Alrighty, so my name is Sean McMahon. I was a Scottsdale native. I was born and raised in Arizona before, you know, the whole expansion thing kind of happened back in the late 90s. So I've been living here my entire life and Arizona has been the best place what I kind of know. So I've been been enjoying the nice Arizona weather for across the year round, except when the summer comes around <laughs> because 110 degrees is probably not the best suitable kind of weather that that anyone would desire for. Right. Unless if you're trying to go for a suntan, though. Yeah, no, we all love Arizona until that summer 110 comes around. We all question mm-hmm. why we live here every year, right? Yeah, it always kind of questions that. So hopefully, I know I always kind of made the joke. It's like, at least you kind of get a freeze, nice little suntan out of it. Right, right. Um, so tell us a bit about, I guess, your, your background, your education. Did you go to college um, growing up? You know, what were your plans or ideas for your future? What did you have in mind? Yeah, for yourself? currently right now, I am am a college senior at Northern Arizona University, majoring in business admin. So okay. like, and I've been doing well with that, just trying to figure out like what I'm going to do for my own entrepreneurial business. And yeah. I just knew at a young age, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I just didn't know what kind of business model that I typically wanted until I started experimenting with some of the graphic designs with Photoshop. Then I was just kind of taking these photos because I did photography back in high school as as part of the speech and debate team. And then I was like decided to to rediscover this passion by taking photos within the scenery within Scottsdale, Gilbert, which you've probably seen it on some of my website, which I'm going to probably promote it later soon enough. Yeah. Then I decided to kind of recreate it into more of a Persona-like aesthetic, if anyone has ever played Persona 5, which is a great game, by the way. I always loved that kind of stylish, anime kind of style, so I decided to take it up, mash it up, and I really liked the results of it. And I was like, you know what? If I really like these designs, I think other people would really like it too. Nice. So you said at a young age, you always knew that you wanted to be an entrepreneur. You just didn't know you know, exactly what field or industry yeah. you wanted to be in. What what drove you or what, why did you have that, you know, desire was did you have role models or, or parents that were in the entrepreneurial world? What, you know, kind of drew you towards that as a younger age? Um, for me, I would just say the sense of like freedom and a more freedom to expression, which I know that's always been a thing that's always been very important to me. And I think it's important to many other people, which as someone who actually did grow up in a family where it's like it's important to be able to actually understand yourself and actually, you know, work for yourself without like, you know, 
regardless of anybody trying to control or who you are, but so like I've always been a very creative individual myself and I just like, you know what? I want to make an impact to like of for other people in some other ways without like having other external forces kind of like preventing me from actually achieving my goals and dreams where I would make anyone's lives a little bit better. That's always been the major focus driving force what I've always wanted as an entrepreneur myself. For sure. Um, and so a lot of, you know, people that know from a young age that they want to be an entrepreneur, they choose to forego school like college, but you have chosen to go to school. What was your, I guess, reasoning for deciding to go to college, which isn't, I guess, the most normal thing for most people that want to start their own business Mm -hmm. for me, because I do think education has always been the most important thing for any, like anyone without, even if you're like an entrepreneur or not, because, you know, Having a good, strong, solid education foundation is always important for anyone to have a happy, successful life. But for my case, I've always been like a huge learner and been trying to respect the academia world and all that stuff. So I figured I'd just like, you know what, I want to get my own college degree and just trying to do really well in school while making some friends and probably creating my own ideas along the way. Yeah. Because I know like I don't know everything. Right. But there might be some other new potential ideas, opportunities out there that could actually leave for that one person, even if you're in college or not. For sure. For sure. And so how long have you been in college so far? I've been in school for almost about two years now. Just okay. like finished on my bachelor's degree. Hopefully I'll be graduating within the next year or two. Okay. And so in your experience in college so far, any experiences that you could share um, where, you know, what you talked about, where, you know, either networking, meeting people or new ideas have come to mind because of your decision to go to college? I would say my involvement within NEU Pro Sale Club, I was part of DECA, which I'm going to plan to get involved in their competition promoting my, you know, my business plan that I'm currently doing for my, I would say from my senior study to try to develop your own business plan, which I'm currently taking. So I figured I just want to start like kind of right on my own plans and just kind of build a strong foundation with the right people that actually has experience or that actually understands these, like the importance of actually running a successful, meaningful business. Mm-hmm with the both short term and the long term. So that's why I'm like back in school, just kind of getting my degree and just kind of do the best as I can. Yeah. And hopefully I can make my dream a reality. And what are you studying at school right now? I'm currently studying business administration with a focus on entrepreneurship. Okay. Okay. Um, anything you've learned from that, that, that specific, you know, degree in some of those classes that you feel like, Oh, like I, I probably wouldn't have thought of that or learned that if I just had, had skipped school, any, um, tips or advice that you've, you've gotten from those classes. I would say the biggest one is more about your mission statement and how is important those like mission and those vision statements are. And I was just kind of took it a lecture class, which is kind of funny enough. I was just in that class today. We're talking about Stephen Coey, the author of the seven highly effective like people. Right. He did talk about, and my professor kind of went into the whole story about like this large insurance company in San Francisco. Like they were starting without like a vision or anything, kind of reminding them why they're in the job in the first place. Because you know, I think everybody's there wants to work for with a purpose. I think anyone, regardless if you're an entrepreneur or an employee, because having a purpose and a vision. It's important to be able to have so you want to achieve the goals that you want. Back to the story. Then once the CEOs actually start like listening to the inputs like from Steve Coe just to have the the mission statement within the office, these employees like their work improvements, their work efficiency has increased by tons. So that's like one of the major stories I kind of read with me and I was like, you know what? 
if I was going to start my own company and an all that business within Sofaris Graphics, that would be our main mission statement is basically delivering our products right at your doorsteps and creating memories for that would last a long time. That's awesome. And I like what you mentioned that it's not just for, you know, business, business owners and entrepreneurs, but that it's important just in life to have, you know, a mission or a vision statement as well. Um, do you personally have your own mission statement, you know, outside of the business that you try to live by or, or follow? Yeah, my mission statement for me is to actually inspire others to be able to actually take action and make a difference with their own community, which I think that's like the most important thing you want to be is like above profits, your own ego, yeah. I would say above everyone else. You created a business actually trying to provide a service and a solution to within your community and actually improve those lives a little bit better. So you should be making that your main priority. That's awesome. Uh, and then you just also shared with us the mission statement for, for your business. So let's jump a bit more into the business. Um, I know you briefly touched on it, but tell us a bit more about the story of you know why you decided to get started. Alrighty, so the birth of Safaris Graphics kind of started off as my little bit, I would say a little experiment that I did on Fido Photoshop after when I started to actually experiment with my with all the photos that I've taken within the Arizona Valley, whole fake about trying to start taking some for Flagstaff in Tucson. Got some great ideas maybe for a future holiday set now down the line. Yeah. Maybe kind of a little sneak peek there, but mm-hmm. so I decided to take those ideas, kind of mash it up, make it a really unique design that's like more memorable and great first impression. And be thinking, I was like, wow, that's just kind of a unique kind of view. The this author, this creator, came up with these ideas. So I started. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a print on demand service, which that's been really huge and it's extremely sustainable. Yeah. If you want to start your own clothing company versus and you're trying to do in-house, which eventually I want to do it in-house so I can actually do some special like signature gifts for influencers, brand ambassadors, and all that stuff so I can make it a little bit more memorable for the brand. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And and so tell us a bit, a bit about the name Zafaris Graphics. Did I say it right this time? Yes, you awesome. did. Yeah, it, tell us you know what that means, where it came from, why you decided that that would be a good name. All right, Zafaris actually did came back from the one I would say one of the lesser knowns and underappreciated Greek gods. I know you kind of know when you think of like something that's like strong and powerful within a company, you think of like Zeus right. or Hades yeah. or Poseidon or. Mm-hmm. Hermes, for that matter, which for sure. I know it's funny enough, I did thought about Hermes in one of my business plans, but you know, I decided on the Sepharis because I think it flows off the tongue a little bit more, and he's named after from the great Greek god, from the god of the Westland, and it's just like, you should probably go into the full details of like why I picked that name, because you know, I think it represents our company really well, and it just sounds a little bit more memorable than rather than just kind of make it something that's like more... I would say over-exaggerated like a yeah. Zeus or a Poseidon or a Hades would be. Right, right. Um, tell us a bit about, I guess, the process of getting started. What are some of the steps you had to take? Maybe pretend like you're talking to someone who wants to start their own apparel company. You know, What are some of those initial steps that you have to take in order to get off the ground and get running? Yeah, make sure you get yourself a good support group because... Having people who are just more knowledgeable in those certain fields with their different strengths and their own like specialties in there, like mm-hmm. getting involved with your Discord or networking with a bunch of people as much as you can, I would say that's like probably the best thing to be able to get. It's like don't basically don't 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 be afraid to ask for help when you're like kind of like struggling with all these situations. Yeah. And I'm still constantly learning that after like running this business for about two months and I'm like focusing on getting my 
structure of my house, I would say the structure of the business and get it up and running before I can start like making my first sale because I want to create a strong foundation, you know, that's going to last more of a longer period versus short term. It's like, wow, I just got to sell these shirts and all that. I'm like, I want to create a good product for these customers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you, you talked a bit about, um, the type of printing that you do. You talked about print on demand. Um, obviously there's a lot of different, you know, opportunities or options. I mean, when, when you are selling and, and creating products. So why did you decide to go that route? Yeah, which I feel like it will definitely explain, it would definitely explore a lot more of my creativity and there's just a lot of sustainability that kind of saves a little bit more than trying to pay off across the front for like a factory just to make these shirts made. And and I just have really been a big fan of the versatility of it. And so that's what I've been sticking with ever since. Yeah, for sure. You talked about having a support group. Is there a a specific place you've gone to, I guess, find a group of people that, you know, like-minded or or who have a bit more experience than you that have been able to help you out just for our listeners who are looking for something similar, some sort of support group, where could they, you know, go and look for that? There is two options you can go with this. You can go with an in-person, I would say your church group, because I know like I regardless if you're like religious or not, which I found that very beneficial for me. Either you can go that option, just kind of network, or either go with um, entrepreneurs like for networking events or the second one, this is my personal favorite and I think it offers a lot of flexibility, is to check your own Discord of all things. And yes, if you're a gamer listening to this, (laughs) Discord is not only used for gaming, it's also used to build your own business. Really? So... I have just kind of researched front of trying to find some good entrepreneur Discord servers. So I just found like two within like server discords. So uh, I joined those and I've been getting some extensive feedback on it. And I found it incredibly informative of it. Really? Okay. Do you mind touching on that a bit more? Because I think most people, you know, hear Discord and think of it's for gaming. And so what exactly is Discord for people who aren't familiar with, with gaming and, and how can you use it, I guess, in a, in a productive entrepreneurial type of mm-hmm. setting? Discord is a voice chat system that is actually constantly used for like just trying to match up with other people with similar interests like other for video games and I've used it because I was a competitive Smash player back in the day. Mm -hmm. Well, we all know how that turned out, but (laughs) I won't talk about it here. So back to the whole thing to Discord, which is like kind of like a great little app just to be able to find other people and just kind of network with some of the things or certain questions that you're kind of stuck of or uh-huh. maybe like like I would say complex questions or maybe find some other people or want to try to establish their own ideas about yeah. it. Okay, so similar to like Facebook, how you have Facebook groups, you can search for servers on Discord that might be about entrepreneurs or about having mm-hmm. a clothing company. You'll find groups of people that are there talking about it. Correct, Amando. That's super cool. And you've uh, do you have any examples or, or something off the top of your head you could share maybe that you um, learn from someone in one of these groups that's kind of taught you something? I would say the biggest one, it was like one of my other, I would say one of my other people in the Discord. This is called Tribal Discord Business Server, by mm-hmm. the way. So this guy was just kind of just kind of saw my website and he actually saw one of my taglines, what I mean. And it was like, hey, you should probably re-edit it and make it something that's like a little bit more catchy and more memorable terms. So gotcha. I took that feedback and made it. And now it's, it looked like it just sounds a lot more presentable and more, I would say, it rolls out of the tongue a little bit better. Mm-hmm. 
That's cool. So uh, speaking of feedback, especially when you're in a um, apparel-based company, I feel like you know people either like or dislike your your product, and you obviously can't make something that everyone's gonna like, right? So I guess how do you know when to to take that feedback to heart and and make those changes versus just saying that maybe that that person isn't right for my brand and you're gonna stick to your original idea? How do you find that balance there? Yeah, for me, I try to empathize and focusing on the type of audience that would be like more of a fan of that my type of design that I'm going for since mm-hmm. I'm kind of go for like a 1990s a little bit more of a modern feel to it yeah and I just try to make it the brand that's like kind of appeal to everybody it's like if people kind of dislike it I mean it doesn't matter to me but it's just feel like you're kind of building more publicity for my own business for sure and so it kind of comes down to the audience that they're in that maybe mm-hmm. it's you you take it more to heart if they're in the audience that is going to be interested in yours versus someone who has you know no interest in your type of style and and rags on it yeah i mean really i'm just trying to like kind of reach out to them and just try to keep them more transparent and be like if they got somebody was asking me about like hey what's your shirts designed to how that's going to turn out i just trying to explain it with my own website or trying to explain it with it myself or explain it to them well, what kind of products that we sell and how these shirts are made. And I know like, hopefully I could try to get it down more down the road. Once I start getting my business a little bit more established, I can probably start exploring a little bit more of the marketing, more to the behind the scenes, how these shirts are made. Because, you know, I've always been a big fan of that as a consumer myself. I want to see how my products are made right. yeah, and see cool, huh? the love and the passion, how these people goes in, which I know, like I already ordered my first sample that's coming up within the next week. And I asked one of my friends that actually see, it's like, Hey, I would love to model with your shirts. And I was like, you know what, let's do that. So, which I, which I've always loved the fact having cooperation with your friends, which it's always kind of a big part of our business model is like, we're kind of creating memories that will last a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you find yourself spending more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then you need to get in touch with Flamingo Pools. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools is there to take care of you. Here's a few things that makes Flamingo Pools stand out from the crowd. When you first sign up for service, they'll give you a free complimentary inspection of the pool to make sure everything is running smoothly. They'll also email you a service report with a picture attached after every visit so you know when your pool has been cleaned. They also offer a mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and get your first month of weekly maintenance free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. Talk to us about the the process of, you know, creating designs. Do you have like a specific, you know, brainstorming period where you try to think of things or does it, is it all inspired by photography that you've done or will a design just randomly come to mind and you go to Photoshop or something and make it right there? What's, what's kind of your process? I would say for me, it's a combination of like taking photos and just like kind of taking a photo of it and just put it in a Photoshop and uh-huh. it'd be like, all right. We got this image here. What I'm like constantly thinking of, if I was just like put this in a weird like anime world, I would say like in the metaverse of Persona 5, how this world would actually come up with. So I just basically just kind of experiment and just kind of put up with all these images, whatever came across the top of my head. 
see how it goes. And these designs always kind of just pop up from my from my own imagination. Mm-hmm. And so they're it sounds like they're mostly based off of real life, you know, designs or, or places. And then you just kind of put your own personal twist on that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, do you have a history with graphic design? How did you learn Photoshop? Is that something that's you know simple for people to get on and figure out, or does it take some sort of oh, uh, training to get that? Get Photoshop, that man. I would say it's just like any other subject when you do like in life, you kind of start experimenting with it and just like watch like all these video tutorials how these people actually does these unique designs, and yeah. I just basically kind of follow step by step how they do it. But I actually try to do it with it with my own take on it. Obviously, this is an audio podcast and it's not visual, so people can't see any of the designs right now. But try to try to visualize for us what some of your your either most favorite or most popular designs are. I would say my most favorite currently right now is when I kind of took a little bit more of the take of the Gilbert Watchtower. I saw so that. I was just like kind of taking a little bit more of a design, making it a little bit more darker. I would say more of a midnight kind of anime looking kind of looking style with the dark with a more of the darkest yellow kind of moon in the top of it. Yeah. Which I was like, wow, that design looks really damn cool. Yeah, that's super cool. You know, yeah, I, when I was on your website, I think that's the one that stuck out to me the most. So it's a pretty cool one. Um, what sort of marketing and advertising have you done so far? Or what are some of your plans for the future for, for marketing and reaching new yeah. clients and customers? Currently right now, I want to start like building, like I would say a rapport with my customers, just trying to build like a strong brand. Maybe it's trying to focus on introducing the brand within into the assets here, which I'm currently offering the 20% off, which if you just type in to go on Squarespace and type in first time all capitalized, you get 20% off on your first order. So like, I just wanted to try to continue just kind of starting up getting people interested in the brand. I'd be like, wow, this is kind of a really nice shirt, but I'm like kind of excited to see what other new designs have come up with. Right, right. And I was going to plan to introduce a little bit more of the anime, a little bit more of a hand-drawn kind of like characters within the mix within the next couple of months. For sure. You also mentioned earlier bringing on influencers and just brand partners. Do you want to touch a bit on that? Like what that entails exactly and what yeah what what your plans are for that yeah i try to target a little bit more of a smaller influence more smaller influencers and which i know i had some like i have another friend is actually interested in actually promoting my brand up so which also she's a wonderful like wonderful person and when it comes up to like selling her own business maybe she probably should come on at the broadcast show sometime yeah yeah and have you seen success from that so far or because what what a lot of people you know their their hesitancy with influencers is is this person you know actually passionate about my brand do they want to promote it or do they just want free stuff from me so i guess how do you find that balance and know where how to pick the right influencer for your mm-hmm. brand I focus on the people that's like, you know, they're willing to be able to do this for free and then if they're passionate about the brand and they really like the design or if they really, I just want to create a more of a long-term relationship. It's like, hey, if I can get more out of you, if I can get a lot more out of it from you, which I kind of viewed as more of a business partnership and friendship at the same time, yeah, which that's always incredibly important to me. Yeah, that's cool. You have a website, a new website up, and then you're also on Etsy, right? Um, Etsy, I, I'm yet to work on the Etsy web sh- website currently at the moment. So I'm just kind of revamping everything up in the Etsy shop. And hopefully I can get some more stuff on there soon. Mm-hmm. So my question was what, I guess, what was the reasoning behind both besides not just, you know, instead of focusing on one or the other that you have an Etsy shop up as well as a personal website, what's kind of the benefit of doing both? 
I would say Etsy is a great place that they've actually is just trying to get more audience. So I would say a little bit from the wider thing, if they mm-hmm. never even heard my brand, I just kind of use it more as a direct funnel, just to go into the main website itself. That's where like a good sign up for emails, get exclusive deals. I just want to try to ease people right into the brand itself or what Safaris really stands for. Yeah. So there's no, I guess, negative side of having it on both. It's just, you know, an, another opportunity to mm-hmm. get, get a set of eyes on it and get new people to check yeah. out the brand. And I've always been one of those people who always kind of just kind of build out some other opportunities and you may ever see like some of the stuff. You kind of just build another lake and you just kind of have it continue flowing into the other and eventually it gets bigger and bigger as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying like little rivers here and there, that different platforms that you're on that are kind of flowing into the one full lake. Are there any other rivers or platforms that you're on or that you want to get on to kind of you know flow into that that larger lake i would say tiktok is definitely one of the bigger ones yeah. that i've actually wanted then i've been starting to experiment a little bit more with tiktok and kind of see just i might do like a behind the scenes when i started the modeling with my other friend once the gotcha. shirt comes in mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me fine um how has that gone so far with tiktok so i know that you can get a lot of organic reach through tiktok mm-hmm. and reach it's been a lot pretty of successful so far yeah that's awesome um, any any tips for for people? I guess TikTok is probably the social media uh, platform that people are least familiar with or are most hesitant with in terms of knowing what to post. Um, what's your advice for someone who's looking to get on TikTok? I would say focus on being transparent and actually make it something that's like memorable. You don't want to be like creating something be like make those random videos and just try to be like you know as personable as you can possibly can. It's like you know you can promote your business for a little bit, but Show a little bit of the owners of your set, the other side of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Not maybe not like too deep into yourself. Don't expose too much of yourself and not <laughs> like you're thinking. But <laughs> so, are you running the business full time right now, or is it part time? Do you have other things that you're doing? Yeah, as well? currently part time because uh-huh. since I'm currently in school and then kind of working my two other jobs, which my two other jobs are used to pay for my bills and some to invest in my business, trying to make my model a little bit better as time goes on. Wow. Wow. So it sounds like the jobs that you have um, are intentional to, you know, provide you uh, the ability to invest back into the business and pay your bills. So you don't have to pay your bills out of the business. You can reinvest that money as well. Mm -hmm. So was that all intentional? Did you have these jobs previously? Um, I guess, did you want to start full-time in the business right now and this is just how it went or was your plan to kind of start smaller, start slower and then slowly build it up? Yeah, I'm going to start to do a smaller section like just for currently for right now until when I'm done with school and once I get a much better career going so I can start like having more time for my business where like I can work a nine to five and then start incorporating all the stuff in the business right after work and just kind of let it grow until it gets to the point where I like you know what, I could do this full time, right. which that would be the ultimate, ultimate or dream right there and create something that, you know, you're truly passionate about. For sure. And so that was my next question. When do you get to that point? When do you know that you're kind of ready for that next jump to, to take it on full time? I would say you can have like the best income in the world that can outdo your, your job, but you just got to make sure spiritually and mentally, if you're like mentally there ready for it to take that responsibility, because being an entrepreneur, takes a lot of risks and there's a lot of turns that could actually happen to anyone else. But I would say you just got to be mentally prepared for it. For sure. No, I, I love that you bring that up because a lot of times we talk about the financial aspect and if it financially makes sense to jump out on our own and lose our, our regular income. 
Uh, but you also have to keep in mind the mental aspect of running a business full time and what that can do to you mentally. Make sure that you're prepared for that. And I'm sure starting part time, you're able to kind of see that on a smaller scale and number one, understand what it's going to be like, but also kind of build up that mental strength. And so when little hurdles mm-hmm. come here and there, it's not you know as bombarding as it would be if it was full time. In, in your experience, would that be true? Yes, which I mean, like, since I'm a very analytical kind of person and mm-hmm. I like to try to build it step by step rather than trying to force it and jumping right into there and hope, hope to God that actually this plan will work. But right. you know, that's like you're kind of fighting a little bit of a slippery slope here instead of like something I was like, yeah, when you get to the point when you got a good model for it, if, you can, if people are happy, go for it. But if, if you're not there yet, don't do it. Awesome. Uh, tell us what your favorite part has been about being an entrepreneur so far. I would say the best part about it is I would say the freedom and actually meet, get to the experience and meet other new people who are just smart as you are. I would say maybe a little bit more smarter than you as well. But it's just like kind of get the chance at actually meeting new people and exploring different parts of the world. It's always been, you know, always been a great, the most rewarding thing about being an entrepreneur yourself. You actually get to experience more of the world versus you would at a 95 or in your classroom. Yeah. So, I mean, and I don't know whether you're naturally inclined to meeting new people and putting yourself out there, but we hear a lot about, you know, networking, meeting people. It's such a, you know, key thing to growing your business. Um, but for people that are a little more reserved, what are some of your tips to to kind of getting your, putting yourself out there and, and meeting, connecting, and networking with mm-hmm. new people? I would say gradually start slowing up. Just gradually start actually talking to people for a little bit and just kind of get rid of the notion i was like yeah i know it's understandable like getting out of your social cell can be very difficult to be a part of which i know i'm an introvert myself and i kind of struggle with some social anxiety and Mm -hmm. what's made me recognize not recognize social cues there but it doesn't stop me from like going out there and just meeting new people and just be like hey just kind of simple say hey how are you doing just kind of start with something little small stuff like that it'd be like hey how are you doing make small talk with them wherever you could you you talked about you know eventually getting into it full time, but what else? Uh, tell us a bit more about what the future looks like uh, for the business. What else do you have planned? Oh boy, so we're definitely getting into the great thing. I would say for Safaris Graphics, hopefully we can become like a leader in our own industry. Come out with some really great like print and demand designs, and there are some other plans for other businesses that I actually plan down the road. Which mm-hmm. I know esports is being like a really big thing right now. Yeah. And Dave and Buster's had always been a big fan of like old school arcades and like go cool FCC kind of games. And mm-hmm. I want to start my own like high end like Dave and Buster's like concept called Final Heaven as like you know my main I would say my madness opus of all business restaurants and esports industries where it's like you can find the great quality food and can find some entertainment and roll it into one and make it as a place where you could actually be for good competitive fun. Huh, that's super cool. And so that's kind of down the road in the future. That's kind of what the plans are. Mm-hmm. And is there any connection with that in Zafaris Graphics or is that going to kind of be its own separate thing? Um, it could be like a combination of both, which I want to try to make it a franchise with a restaurant. And Zafaris would be kind of like your own independent where I can design clothing for small businesses and design clothing for my own clothing line. So I just want to make it a little bit more of a flexible type business where it's not like only catering one. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um have there been any books or podcasts that you've read or listened to that have been beneficial to you as, as an entrepreneur? I would say the best book I am currently reading right now is The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greenwell. Okay. 
that I would say I know that book is a little bit more on the intellectual side, uh-huh. but it's like one of the best, more informative book. It kind of changes your mind and perspective of like how you view life and in your professional life in general. Yeah. How so? If you don't mind, just giving us a brief insight into it. What what kind of shifts or changes would it make in your mindset by reading it? Yeah, I would say like I just don't remember the type of laws that like I, that kind of stood out to me. It was the one with. I would say the one is just like, yeah, like keep your friend as an enemy. I was like, keep, I was like, you know, your enemy is your friend in some terminology, which I know I don't remember if it's so I'm probably yeah. going to butcher it for a little bit. You're fine. Even regardless, if you're like, if those people kind of like hating your brand or they actually, you know, dislike you as a person, consider that as more of a positive because yeah, at least you're doing something that you're right. That's cool. Um, Sean, is there anything that we miss? Anything that we haven't touched on about the business that you kind of want to dive into still? Um, I feel like this has definitely been a really good show and I feel like I definitely explained my business well enough, like what we're going to be doing in the next, in the next couple of years. Hopefully we can actually become a bigger brand after from this broadcast show. For sure. Um, if you had a last piece of advice, uh, to share with our listeners, what would it be? I would say every moment that you experience in business and as an entrepreneur is an income for yourself. Like regardless if you were like lose a profit or if you lose like a business partner or if you actually made a mistake in your own business, that is an income and that's like an income and advice coming for you. Like you already gain more knowledge about that experience and actually experience is like the best teacher you can ever get in life rather than like reading from a textbook and telling you it's like, oh, this is how life is. I mean, you can have that expectation. Yeah. But sometimes life throws at a different curveball that, you know, it can happen unexpectedly with regardless of the good or bad. And that's the one thing what I've learned as a Christian myself. It's like, you know, sometimes God is always there to be with you, but you always got to be prepared for the worst. Awesome. Well, Sean, before we get closing up, we've got a quick game that we're going to play with you. Oh, absolutely. And so how it's going to work is I've got a list of 20 questions here. And uh, you've got a minute to answer as many of them as possible. Oh man! And so we're gonna see how you score up against other guests we've had. I'm on gonna the show turn into a Looney Tunes character after this. <laughs> All right, we will go ahead and get started. In three, two, one. What's your dream vacation? My dream vacation is to go to North Carolina or maybe in California, Northern California to be precise. First thing you'd buy if you want a million dollars? I would say reinvesting into the business for sure. Favorite hobby? Favorite hobby, I'm a gamer and I'm also a mixologist. If there was an Olympic competition for everyday activities, what activity would you have a good chance at winning a medal? Ah, man, maybe I would say anything that's like fighting game related, maybe. Uh, A song you've been jamming to lately? I am a rock pop, I'm a rocker, man. (laughs) If you live to be 100, would you rather have the mind or the body of your prime self? Um, I would say the mine. Um, favorite holiday? Christmas, of course. Favorite ice cream flavor? Vanilla. Favorite fictional character? Um, I would say Cloud Strife or maybe Joker from Persona 5. Favorite smell? Um, favorite smell? I would say sweets, of course. Uh, what's your nickname? Um, Safaris. Pet peeve? Arrogant people. Favorite restaurant? Oh, there's our, our time, but I'll let you answer that one because we like um, to get the answer. I would for that. say anything that's like Italian, of course. Uh huh. Cool. Um, is there any good Italian places around here that you like in particular? Um, I would say the one the streets in New York. That's like the pizza place that I actually deliver for, you know, like on the weekends, of course. Oh, nice, nice. 
Um, so you mentioned people people call you Zafaris now. It's kind of like a little nickname for you. Now. Yeah, I mean originally it was money, but you know, like I figure I want to go for something that's a little bit more of a mature name rather than like you know that. I mean, it's a funny name though. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you mentioned I, I wanted to touch on this earlier actually, but you talked about you know if you want a million dollars, you'd invest it back in your business. And you talked earlier about having other jobs so that you could invest back in your business. So I just wanted to touch quickly on you know what what exactly you would do because a lot of people are like oh you know I need to invest in my business, but maybe they're not sure where they should put those funds exactly, or if there's you know uh, depending on the business obviously what the best place what the best thing to do with that funds would be whether it's invest in marketing, invest in, you know, materials, invest in employees. What are kind of your plans for investing into the business? Yeah, in the I would take 25% of each invested in a little bit more. No, actually I would do 50% investing in the materials. Uh-huh. Then 50%, I'll be do 25% will go to marketing and 20% would go to your people because, you know, like your people and the people that actually you're corresponding, you work with, it's like, you know, they're they're there with you. They just want to fill fulfill your dreams for you while they're fulfilling their own dreams. For sure, that's awesome. Um, well, Sean, we're super excited to see uh, where Zafaris to Graphics takes you and where the rest of your entrepreneurial dreams take you as well. Uh, so, appreciate you coming on today. Why don't you take a minute before we close up and tell us tell our audience where they can find out more about you, connect with you, um, and connect with the business as well. Alrighty. So, the best way to be able to connect me uh, connect with me is actually to follow my Instagram on their Safaris the Designer on Instagram, or actually go to SafarisGraphics.com which is a Squarespace website, or you can go follow our Facebook page or Instagram because we're really popular on there. Hopefully we can try to get more followers on there and hopefully we can get more of you audience on there. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I know that you had, you briefly mentioned earlier, but a special offer for our listeners. You mentioned you have like a 20% off. Yep. And so is, is there like a code they need to enter for that or how can they get access to that? I'll get the access to it. It is through this broadcast. So I'm going to probably introduce two. So I would just say the first 20, first time, just that is a 20% off and I'll do the 10% for the people that actually listen to our broadcast. We'll just put it, look, we'll call it under hustler. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Hopefully people take advantage of those offers and support a local business. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Sean, thanks again for coming on. We really enjoyed having you on today. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad it it truly is a pleasure to be on here. So this is definitely a lifetime of opportunity just trying to get to know you and get to know a little bit more about myself. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks again, and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Alrighty. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Just a few things before we go. First off, if you or someone you know is an entrepreneur in the East Valley, we'd love to have you on the show. Please get in touch with us by emailing us at localhustlerspodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at localhustlerspodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for the latest news and updates. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please take a few seconds to rate and review and hit that subscribe button. It lets us know how we're doing and helps us grow so we can reach more locals, entrepreneurs, and help small businesses grow. Thanks, guys.